You're listening to Voice Acting Mastery, episode number nine. Welcome to the Voice Acting Mastery podcast with Crispin Freeman. VoiceActingMastery.com is your place to learn both the skills and the mindset you need to become a professional voice actor, even if you're just getting started. In each episode of this podcast, you'll discover valuable tips, tricks, and insider information to help you portray characters in animation, video games, and beyond. And now here's your host, voice actor Crispin Freeman. Hi there, my name is Crispin Freeman, and I'll be your guide through the world of voice acting. If you'd like to know more about me, feel free to check out my personal website at www.crispinfreeman.com. In this episode of Voice Acting Mastery, I'm going to be addressing an issue that's obviously very important to a lot of my listeners. Many of the comments on the Voice Acting Mastery blog are about this topic. It's a question almost every beginning voice actor asks me. What can I do to be more confident? Now, I understand your dilemma. I started out as a shy young boy who never dreamed that I would be able to get up in front of people and perform as an actor. I was not a naturally outgoing person, and I had to learn how to become a confident performer. So let me share with you what I know about building confidence. Hopefully, you'll find it useful. And now, the feature segment. First things first, what is confidence? Is it simply feeling better about yourself? Is it never making a mistake? Is it getting approval from others? It's funny, we all recognize confidence when we see it in others, but have you ever stopped and tried to define it for yourself? The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines confidence as a feeling or consciousness of one's powers. It goes on to describe confidence as being a faith or belief that one will act in a right, proper, or effective way, the quality of being certain. For me, confidence means being able to trust in my own abilities. When I'm confident, I feel like I can handle anything that's thrown at me. And I know that even if something arises that's a complete surprise, I'll still be able to take care of myself no matter what. So there's a sense of ease when one is confident. There's also a sense of certainty that you will be able to do something. Confidence seems to imply a lack of doubt. But how does one achieve such confidence? It's easy to say that you'll believe in yourself, that you'll be certain you can achieve your goals, that you'll trust your instincts. But when it comes time to get up in front of people and perform, all those charming platitudes fall away. In that moment, what usually jumps up and grabs you? That's right, fear. Fear is what people are truly struggling with when they say they want more confidence. The internal monologue goes something like this. I want to be more confident, you tell yourself, so that I won't be crippled by my fear. Fear is what froze me in my tracks when I was offered a chance to be a child actor in an opera when I was young. I was deathly afraid of getting up in front of an audience of people. But why? It's not like my life was going to be in danger. I wasn't even going to have to sing. They just wanted me as a background actor in the show. Why was I so afraid of getting up and performing? Surveys show that most people are more afraid of speaking in public than they are of physical death. How can this be? Could it really be true that many people would prefer to cease to exist rather than to stand in front of a group of people and perform? I sure think so. My parents tried to reassure me that when I went on stage at the opera, I wouldn't even be able to see the people in the audience. The spotlight will be in your eyes, they told me. You'll never even notice the people in the seats. That was cold comfort. It didn't matter to me whether or not I could see the audience. I knew they would be out there. 
watching me. My young child mind had no way of dealing with the fear of their judgment. I was convinced there would be thousands of people out there waiting for me to fail, and there was no way I was going out there and experience that. The reason that many people would choose death over public performance is because they fear what others will think of them. They fear embarrassment. They fear social death more than physical death. Social death is the experience of being shamed in front of other people. Many of us are raised to be incredibly sensitive to the approval of others. When we do what our parents, our teachers, and our society want us to do, we are rewarded. When we don't, we are punished. Many of us then connect the approval of others to self-approval. As long as we make others happy with our behavior, then we can feel good about ourselves. When we find ourselves faced with a situation where we think others will disapprove of us, and disapprove of us in large numbers in the shape of an audience, it can be more than our psyche can bear. In order to avoid this social death, we will avoid anything that could expose our faults to others. So, we run away. We hide from the pain we feel we will suffer if we get up in front of people and try to perform. There's only one problem with this solution. It's no fun to live one's life in fear. And here's the real kicker. If you're afraid of performing, then on some level, it's really what you want to do. You see, if you were completely disinterested in performing in front of people, you would have no fear of it. When we really don't care about something, it doesn't raise any emotion in us. We react neither negatively or positively. But if a topic comes up for us that has an emotional charge attached to it, like performing in front of people, that means we care about it on some deeper level. You may feel eager to perform, or you may feel scared to perform, but either way, performing means something to you. It's something you're interested in and something that you want to explore. If you are listening to this podcast, then on some level you feel inspired to perform. You feel some call to communicate through acting. You want to share your emotions with others. You'd like to be able to perform without fear. So how does one do that? Well, let's look at confident performers. What do they have that novice performers don't have? Experience. Experience is a solid way to achieve confidence. The more times you've done something and done it successfully, the more confident you feel. The first time you rode a bike without training wheels, it probably scared you. But once you figured out your balance, you didn't have the same level of fear of falling over. Confident performers have a history of successful experiences to back them up. But there's a bit of a catch-22 there. You need experience to feel confident. But it's your lack of confidence that's probably keeping you from getting that experience. Seems frustrating, doesn't it? So how do you gain successful experiences? Well, one way is by improving your skills. When you feel like you're capable of doing something well, it can improve your confidence immensely. If you've practiced your craft and honed your skills, your ability to achieve successful results skyrockets. So how does one improve one's skills? Well, by studying, by taking classes, by learning as much as you can. You're in the process of studying by listening to this podcast. You're expanding your understanding and your skill set by absorbing information and knowledge about a subject that is important to you. My students come and take class with me in order to improve their skills. In doing this, they have the chance to gain positive experiences which can further inspire them to grow as a performer. So, you can increase your confidence by having positive experiences. You can have more positive experiences by gaining better skills. And you can achieve better skills by studying and practicing. Seems like a straightforward formula, doesn't it?
So why is it that so many people do their best to study and practice, yet still feel like they're struggling, frustrated, and scared? There's only one reason I can think of. They haven't changed how they think about themselves. You see, studying and practicing and gaining experience are all the actions you can take to try to achieve confidence. Those are the things you can do. But it turns out that your real goal is not to do acting. If you're listening to this podcast, your true goal is to be a voice actor. No amount of doing will help you achieve the goal of voice acting as a career if you don't become a voice actor in your mind first. Performing in the opera as a child scared me, but it intrigued me as well. What would it be like to be a part of something like that? Those people on the stage seem so magical. Would I feel magical too if I went up there? Eventually, my curiosity overcame my fear, and I agreed to try being a child actor in the opera. I remember the first time I went backstage. Here were all these people who seemed so much older and so much more professional than me. They had big booming voices, they laughed and joked, and they all seemed to know exactly what to do. I had no idea what to do, and I was beginning to feel like maybe this was a bad idea. Eventually, I made it to the men's dressing room. I was directed to a little chair in front of a counter, facing a mirror ringed with lights. At the top of the mirror was a name. My name. It said, Crispin Freeman. That was my chair. This was my little corner of the dressing room, and there hanging on a hook was my costume. It was nothing fancy, just some robes and black slippers, but when I put it on, I looked at my reflection in the mirror, and my image of myself changed. I wasn't there to do some acting in an opera. I was there because I had decided to become an actor. It didn't matter that I was scared. It didn't matter that I had no experience. It didn't even matter what my skill level was. Standing there, facing my image in the mirror, I realized that I could see myself as an actor. Once that identity shift happened, everything changed. I suddenly became excited about helping everyone else create this wonderful storytelling illusion for the audience. The people in the seats didn't frighten me anymore. Instead, I wanted to see the reactions on their faces when we went out and performed for them. I wanted to see them surprised and delighted by our acting. The first step in overcoming my fear was to see myself as an actor, even before I had actually done any acting. Remember, I hadn't even stepped on stage yet. I had to believe in myself first, before anyone else would. I had to approve of myself without anyone else approving of me. And most importantly, I had to care more about what I wanted to achieve than what anyone else might think of me. The moment I saw myself as an actor, everything else I needed to learn was just practice. Once I realized that I did have something to offer, even if it was just a small part in a big production, I became excited about working with the other actors. And once I realized that following my dream was more important than anyone else's criticism of me, my fear of disapproval began to dissolve. What did it matter what other people might think? If I did something wrong, no problem. I'd get better at it. I was an actor after all, and I was going to enjoy becoming a good one. So that's my advice to you. Decide today that you are an actor, even if you've never acted in your life, even if no one around you sees you that way. 
there's no need to feel fear if you're doing what you truly want to do. There's no reason to care about other people's opinions if you're following what you love. You can have confidence even as a beginner if you remember this. You, as an actor, have something unique and valuable to offer. And that's yourself. It is your portrayal of a character that we're looking for, your interpretation, your artistry. You cannot succeed if you don't believe in yourself, no matter how many classes you take. But if you decide that you are an actor, no one can stop you from becoming one. Realize that your point of view is valid, and that the audience wants you to succeed, not fail. Everyone has to start somewhere. Be where you are now, accept yourself as you are, and be eager to grow. That's the path of confidence. Thanks for listening to the podcast. I hope you found this episode useful. I know a lot of you out there have questions, and I'd like to answer as many of them as possible. The best way to ask me something is to post your question as a comment on the Voice Acting Mastery blog. Chances are there are others out there who have the same question as you. When you post a question in the blog comments on the site, I can respond to all my listeners at once. For my next topic, I'll be discussing how to find opportunities to practice your voice acting no matter where you're located. Thanks again, and I'll see you in the next episode. You've been listening to the Voice Acting Mastery Podcast with Crispin Freeman. To get your free report revealing the five most common mistakes to avoid in voice acting, point your web browser to www.freevoiceactinggift.com. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.